I am a huge fan of the comfortable silence. There should never be uncomfortable silence, just uncomfortable conversations trying to fill the precious space and wasting it. This is especially true when alone. God knows if you are having uncomfortable silences with yourself, you're in trouble. Could there be a truth in the silence you care not to confront? When I was a teenager, I wrote something that still resonates with me today. Silence is like your best friend. It is always there for you. It never gives advice. It just listens. Silence never asks for anything in return. And I might add to truly be in her presence is all I need to know. But I have to admit, at times, I'm afraid of silence. I see this in how I do, 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 and how I always like to have the sound on, and in how when it is quiet, I think and think, avoiding that silence or look desperately for something to do. I like to say it's because I identify myself with being a good worker and getting things done. Also because I get bored when I have nothing to do. But I think in these times, what is most true that so much of my doing and my inner chatter and my iPhone tinkering and my to-do list creating are but a long build-up defense mechanism against being silent. And that's a touchy realization to have, that I have used my most creative gift, my own mind, to defend against the silence. Why? Because the truth it might bring me. In the silence, there is truth, and the hard truths we sometimes have to walk through to get there. The pain of a loss I've been avoiding, the fear I have about something shifting, the love I feel, the secrets I've kept from myself. The birth of wisdom is not knowledge, but silence. For some reason I get some sort of comfort out of my own version of reality. As dysfunctional or revisionist as it is, I like to think I'm right and find comfort in the illusion that I am in control. To enter into the silence is to confront the mistruth in that, and my fear is that I might find nothing there at all. Wayne Muller, in his book Sabbath, associates the fear of silence with a fear of emptiness. He talks about working with a woman named Eileen and asking her about her self-worth. Eileen starts to share her successes and Muller interrupts her. I don't mean your self-esteem, he says, but he's referring to how she cares for herself when she is alone, when you're not being successful. That is your self-worth. He says, This is one of our fears of quiet. If we stop and listen, we will hear the emptiness. If we worry we are not good or whole inside, we will be reluctant to stop and rest, afraid we will find a lurking emptiness, a terrible aching void with nothing to fill it as if it will corrode and destroy us like some horrible insatiable monster. If we are terrified of what we will find in rest, we will refuse to look from our work, refuse to stop moving. We will quickly fill all the blanks on our calendar with tasks, accomplishments, errands, things to be done, anything to fill the time, the empty space. To be silent is to be receptive. It is to listen. It is to literally change our minds. And yes, wherever we have the potential for change, we have for many people, fear. When I need to warm up to silence, my favorite teacher to read is Thomas Merton that Catholic monastic who was a master of the silence. He says, In silence we face and admit the gap between the depths of our being which we consistently ignore and the surface which is untrue to our own reality. We recognize the need to be at home with ourselves in order that we may go out to meet others, not just with a mask of affability, but with real commitment and authentic love. If we are afraid of being alone, afraid of silence, is perhaps because of our secret despair of inner reconciliation. If we have no hope of being at peace with ourselves in our own personal loneliness and silence, 
we will never be able to face ourselves at all. We will keep running and never stop. How do we get there? Not through action, but non-action. But if just sitting sounds overwhelming, just do some quiet action. Take a walk with a cup of coffee. Turn off the noise in your car. Silence isn't the absence of sound, but a quieting of the input. It's the movement of our inner life. It's a slowing down. It is an appreciation. We enter it not to gain anything, but to resume a relationship with grace. And there is no good effect of being an expression of God if we can't feel it. I need to get back to them, but once a year I used to get out for a silent retreat. They were always a little terrifying at first, that idea of not talking for 48 hours. What if I get bored? What if I miss something good on TV or important in the news? I always bring Thomas Burton with me, and he'll say something that will remind me. He who attempts to act and do things for others or for the world without deepening his own self-understanding, freedom, integrity, and capacity to love will not have anything to give others. Or, the world of men has forgotten the joys of silence, the peace of solitude which is necessary to some extent for the fullness of human living. Not all men are called to be hermits, but all men need enough silence and solitude in their lives to enable the deep inner voice of their own true self to be heard at least occasionally. When that inner voice is not heard, when man cannot attain to the spiritual peace that comes from being perfectly at one with his own true self, his life is always miserable and exhausting, for he cannot go on happily for long unless he is in contact with the springs of spiritual life which are hidden in the depths of his own soul. If man is constantly exiled from his own home, locked out of his own spiritual solitude, he ceases to be a true person. He no longer lives as a man. He becomes a kind of automaton, living without joy because he has lost his spontaneity. He is no longer moved from within, but only from outside himself. Do not fear the silence. Do not fear your true voice. Do not fear your own soul. I've always respected Merton as well for his outspokenness. Merton learned that living a monastic life in the silence didn't mean not interacting with people or community, but it could mean sharing what you learned in the silence. We don't have to be in the silence alone. My favorite time with my partner is when we're quiet. I love not having anything to talk about. We can be in grace with each other. Only silence, Merton says, can reach that dimension of reality that is too deep for words.